can I say? Mamba out. And we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. You were sitting here not only with Matty B and not only with Locke, but as promised, we've got the Rugby League Guru on. Guru, how's things, my guy? I'm good, boys. How are we going? Yes, doing well. It is, as we like to say, fuck it Friday Eve. Um, beverages are about to be cracked. And uh, football, the most important round that's not origin, is about to be played. Holy shit. I How like it, uh, fuck it Friday. How good's that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, because of NBL last night. It is fuck it Friday. It is fuck it Friday. Move, Crack movie magic. Get started. <laughs> Get started. All right. Nah, work's cancelled. I don't care where you are. If you're in your car listening, pull the fuck over, turn around, go home, crack the tequila. Let's go. We're getting on to it. Um, all right, Locke, how are you? Not that I really care, but what's going on, my guy? How you know you what? You do care. I know. You say it out of love, but I'm good. I'm feeling the magic. It's magic round tonight. Not magic round eve, magic round day. Magic One. round day. I can see <laughs> I can see through your shirt your nipples are tingling, so that's good. You yes, are you, you are feeling the magic. That's why we are audio only. Yes, that, that is why we're audio only. We say Lachlan's afraid of the cameras, but man, he just doesn't want to be pricked up the entire time. So uh, <laughs> it's 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 tough. Um, Guru, too wet for you to travel, my guy. Too wet to go up this weekend. Yeah, a bit too wet for me. Uh, I'm more of a watch footy at home, to be honest with you, regardless. So uh, the weather was a good little excuse for me, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, if it was sunny up there, I'd consider it. It looks like it's going to be a cracking fucking weekend. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not even to uh, pack my snorkel to go to Lang Park or miss me with that one. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. And then, you know, $15 beers on top of that. No way. Yep. No, no way. You. you have to yeah. preload, mate. Down to Caxton and then go over. True, true. Yeah. You could have done it. Have they got they got bloke on tap there? Surely they surely do. The and I think uh, I think Denon and the Hello Sport boys are making an appearance there on Saturday. So if I was up there, I would have had to have gone to that, which means you have to drink at Tom and Eddie's place, which means uh, I don't get to see the third game of the evening. So have we stay say, home, mate? That does sound <laughs> tough. That sounds like Newcastle fucking grand final esque level of drinking. Yeah. That is that's something tough. like that. Uh, yeah, big toughies. All right, well, the astute listeners know that uh, we always start with a year in our report, but you know what? Fuck it. We're going to, this is our show. As we say, we're going to do what we're going to do. So we're actually going to revisit the past, play a little back to the future, because uh, the last time you were on Guru, we covered a few things in terms of uh, Birdo to the Dogs, Ryan Pappenhausen injuries, uh, the injection of old talent at the Broncos, and the Roosters injuries. And it just feels like perfect synergy, my guy, because. All of those fucking things are still talking points to this very day. Well and truly. Um, let's start. Time is let's just a flat start. circle. It really is. As, <laughs> as you know, you guys know we are we are NBA, we are NRL. Is Kyrie Irving right? Is the earth flat? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. We're just coming back around in a circle. But how would that then be flat? I don't know. I don't know. Check yourself, Kyrie. All right, Birdo to the dogs. How do we think this is panned out, Guru? Yeah, I uh, hard to get a read on Canterbury, mate. I, I feel sorry for Birdo because, you know, obviously, and I'm sure we would have spoken about it a few months ago, he's coming from the Penrith Panthers, the top side. He was playing centre there. He gets slot into 5-8. And, um, mm. I mean, it was week five and he'd played with three different halfbacks, which was just batshit crazy. And the one they've settled on was the one that they wouldn't let Matt Burton play any footy with the entire preseason. So I do feel sorry for him in the position that he's in. I think Canterbury... Uh, they're better than what they were last year. But unfortunately, there's a heap of teams that are a lot better than what they were last year. So it sort of left Canterbury 
uh, a little bit stagnant. I'll, I'll be excited to see Reed Marnie arrive there, but mm. I don't want to fall into the trap of every year going, next year's the year for Canterbury. Next year's oh, the yeah. one. And it sort of feels like we're heading in that direction. His kicking game's been unbelievable, Birdo. Um, and I, I honestly just think he needs to go back to basics. However many times he's run the ball the last few weeks, more. Just keep running the ball as a half when you run the ball. Uh, things will tend to fall your way, and he's got an incredible running game. But I do feel sorry for him in general, what he's had to deal with, mate. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of next year's the year, ever since JT retired, I've been saying that, all right? And we're only just getting to next year's the year. So, oh, Scott Drinkwater, I love you. But, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with your uh, with your sentiments. Um, it's been tough. And until until Uncle Gus did uh, his gladiator thing and gave the thumbs up to Kyle Flanagan, <laughs> um, it uh, – it was looking a little grim there. Locke, how do you uh, how do you think that things have panned out for for your old mate Birdo? It's sad to see him. He was uh, it's it's hard. I just feel like he doesn't have enough time there in the halves at the moment. Like the way the team's not getting him early. Boys, the guru said he needs to run, but mm. he needs to be creative as well. He needs to let Kyle Flanagan try and do some of this like structured set play stuff and just play off the back of that. Like, I know he's, he's just trying so hard, and he looked so good when he was just being effortless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know, just, yeah. Well, see, I don't, and I do think a, a solid halves pairing now is exactly what, what he needed. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, the turmoil is just, it's fucking tough. But um, who would have thought that, uh, that Nico would be the more successful shocker? Like, I mean, the... They're both coming from absolute legacies in, uh, obviously, the Panthers and, and the Storm. Well, Panthers are legacy now. But, um, fuck, how good has Nico been? Holy shit. As as the boys, as our future friends, we keep saying at uh, Hello Sport, wet personified. <laughs> Wetness. Uh, he's, he's been pretty special, Nico. I uh, I didn't anticipate it. I didn't anticipate the Sharks to be this good at the end of the season, let alone where they are right now. I, I, I'm not mm. sure if I've ever seen a team gel together so quickly and they're playing oh, with yeah. such a complicated game plan. There's just so much ball movement, so many bodies in motion and, you know, it hasn't been perfect for them. They've got Sivitalikai playing center who was a reserve forward for them at the start of the year. They haven't had Wade. They've got Wade Graham back in the last few weeks. Dale Finucane's mm. missed games. So it's not like the Sharks have had this dream perfect run and dream perfect run of injuries and they've made it work. Like they've played some good opposition. They went down to Melbourne and granted they lost, but fuck, they gave it to Melbourne. They were never out oh, of that yeah, game. Um, yeah. And I mean, mate, outside of the, you know, the Rabbitohs and the Eels, every other team that's gone into Amy Park has got beaten by 40 or 50 this year. So the Sharkies, yeah. very impressive. Yeah, yeah, very, very impressive. Um, but I mean, we kind of, it's belly X system, right? Like we got to, he's he's so fucking good and we're seeing it with Meany now. Like if we're touching on the next point that we've got, Pappy's injured. It's it fucking it sucks to see, but the amount of coverage that you've got there, being able to throw Meany in the back to cover for the next three to four weeks or whatever it is, like talk about the growth of Hines. The growth of Meany in like the last ten weeks has been fucking unreal. And Locke called it. Locke Locke was he's always bricked up for Meany at fullback, but still in the two jersey. So uh, it's it's just there's something synergy, something just beautiful about it. And, uh, I mean, we're calling for him to still wear the two this week. Do the Brian Toto. Just take your two, run the back, and uh, throw the throw the 17 on the on the wing. But, um, yeah, it's um, – yeah, how fucking good. When he was running down the sideline, 
um, off that monster, off that broken play, and he put that the ball in the hand. I saw Billy Slater. Billy, I shit you yeah. not. I saw fucking Billy the Kid because he was just gunning. And they went to that front angle, and he is just absolutely powering. And you see every vein in his body bulging. And I'm like, he never looked this good in a Bulldogs jersey. I am I'm hard right now. <laughs> Boys, is, I, uh, disgusting. I, I've got to tell you, I've got to wear a bit of egg on the face. I honestly, I, I always thought Nick Manny was decent, but I, I didn't think he was good enough to go down there in Melbourne and excel. I sort of doubted Bellamy on this one, and it's uh, – Guru zero, zero Bellamy about ten fucking thousand at the moment on the scoreboard because he's <laughs> world world zero I Bellamy think ten thousand. He's story. done it again. Yeah. I, I I honestly I, I didn't think Nick. I thought Nick Manny might be an okay winger. I thought he'd be a second or third choice. Um, mate, I'm so confident he's going to brain it at fullback over the next few weeks. It's not even funny. And I didn't think he was a fullback at Canterbury when he was there. It's crazy. However, what does. However, when he was playing fullback, that's when they had their most shape and their their best uh, offense last year. So, I mean, you, you, I don't know if you heard the Pappenhausen podcast with Dylan friends, but the way that you know Billy Slater is still obviously integrated and gives everybody the keys to the fucking castle and says, "Hey, I want you to be, and like dares people to be better." I mean, if we see that any any glimpse of that level of growth over the next four weeks, and then you've got Origin coming in as well. Fuck me. Have you boys oh, um have you seen that footage at Melbourne Storm training where they they're playing like touch footy and Billy Slater jumps in and plays with them and this was only a few months ago and he's a freak. Bruh, yeah, I he saw, I've seen this. Yeah, he keeps yeah. up with them. So it's competitive. Crazy. He's just he's barking orders, telling blokes where to be and just he's yeah. an absolute freak, Billy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh oh. I know I know that they're your top of the table rivals Lachlan, but I mean even even you've got to be bricked for Nick meeting at one. I mean, two kind of one. I, I am, and, I, and and as you alluded to, I am the smartest man in the room, and thought Nick Meany was going. Hey, whoa, hey, hey, nobody ever say that. Whoa, uh, relax. and I think he's. <laughs> I think that you know what he he could have such a good run over the next five six weeks. Like he's only on a one year deal. I'm pretty sure down in Melbourne. I think there might be a team that pick him up as his fullback if he plays well enough. Like if he goes and kills it, there could be so, like. What team really needs a fullback? Maybe like someone like Canberra, mm, like with Chance yeah. in and out of the lineup. Maybe they say we use him as our fullback. Yeah, maybe that could be that could be a shout. But I mean, surely you you take unders to stay at a place like Melbourne. Like you've seen the growth that you've had in yourself over the last ten rounds. Imagine what you could do with another two or three years. Yeah, you're going to be playing on the wing, and yeah, you're going to be playing behind Pap if you ever want to play fullback again. But he seems to be enjoying football way more than I've seen in the last three years. That. Fuck it. I don't want to have to catch high balls. That's fine. Pap can do that. Leave it to the paddle pop lion. Like, fucking hell, I don't need that. I don't need any of that. In saying that, like, he looks happy at the moment, but, you know, in three years' time when he's got a comp or two under his belt and there's other clubs throwing a heap of money at him. I was thinking about the other day, like, you don't really see too many guys retire at the Melbourne Storm. They tend to play a long time there, but not many of them retire at the Storm outside of, you know, essentially Mm. Slater and Smith. A lot of them do move on. I mean, even Will Chambers, he's gone over to play um, over in the States and stuff. Like They, they don't mm. tend to retire there, and I think it's part of what Melbourne says to them. We'll take care of you, and then when it's your time, go and make some coin. You look at Dalfinook, and you look at all the boys going to the Dolphins. They're all going there for overs. So, uh, mm. oh, yeah, I think oh, I think Nick Meany will play down there for two, three, maybe four years, probably pick up a trophy or two, and then uh, I'm sure someone will sign him for massive fucking overs, and he'll be cruising. 
the thing is, though, he plays there for two, three, maybe four years, and then he's only still 27. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, holly fuck. Yeah. This dude is he's, young. You know, young he is. I, I always thought he was like 25 already. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's only just tickling 24. So it's, yeah, it's fucking insane to see what it, what he could be. And that's um, where I'll, his manager would be already be looking at three or four years down the track saying he's 27, he's about to turn 28. He's coming into the peak of his career now. And it's gross. people will fall it's over disgusting. for him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Licking his chops. That manager is set to make some serious coin over a few paydays. Yeah. All right. Let's go north. The injection of old talent we talked about last time. In terms of Carmichael Hunt, your boy, I know how much you love Carmichael Hunt. Mm. Um, we're now seeing it with Tamari Martin. Is it is it the answer? Is that why the Broncos, we think, are possibly stuck in, I wouldn't say a rut because they've obviously had a great last three weeks with the wins that they've had. But as Denon always said, they're, they're probably like the best on paper of the Queensland teams, but they're, they're performing well behind my, my Cowboys. What Do we think it's maybe this <laughs> reckless, almost reckless abandon to go to this old talent still? Yeah, I definitely think it has played a role. I think Tamara, even in games when he hasn't played well, he just oozes class. He just, yeah. he just, and he's just, he's. I, I like Tessie New, but he doesn't have the same ball playing in him that um, Tamara Martin does. I think Tessie's the better athlete. Tamara is the better footballer, and it really shows in some of his plays. He knows when to take a hit. He knows when to release the ball. He just knows where to be all the time, and I think it's really freed up Adam Reynolds to be able to play his natural game. I feel like with Tessie, yeah. It's like Adam was was babysitting him there for a couple of weeks, just just trying to get him used to where, where he needed to be because he hadn't played structured mm. rugby league ever before. That's the thing with this Broncos team. They've been running around like headless chooks for the last two and a half yeah. years just trying to survive. Now Adam walks in there. He misses part of the preseason. I, I, I think it's incredible what Brisbane has done because I look at their side and I think, you know what, they're in the top eight at the moment. I think they're eighth. For me, yeah. I don't think they've worked out who their hooker or their six is, and it's around ten. And they're yeah, still true. doing well. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you've got a once-in-a-generational talent in Payne Haas, that, uh, yeah. that certainly helps. And then you've got uh, a champion in Kurt Capewell kicking field goals out of fucking nowhere. Where the <laughs> hell did that strike. come from Good in round God. one? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Cleary. Yeah, all last year watching. <laughs> yeah, learning from the chin. But no, nah, to your point on testing you, it's just like it's just young head shit, right? Like he yeah. just he's young, dumb, full of calm and just ready to go. Like he just wants to run the ball and just needs to learn his shapes. But you talk about young, dumb and full of calm. So on Cobo on the wing as well. Oh, he is an athlete. Holy damn. Um, if he ever wants to come north and play for the mighty North Queensland Cowboys, we will have him. <laughs> You'll take uh, him, will you? That's nice of you. Uh, yeah. What gentlemen? We'll shuffle a few things. I mean, I'm not getting rid of Kyle Feld just yet, but I mean, I'm sure we could find room for the speedster. Um, but yeah, fuck, he's a he's a talent, and every time he grabs the ball, I think he's one of like the like. There's a few outside backs that grab the ball, and you're just like. Fuck! What's he going to do here? Yeah. But he, the way that he can move, even the little things like switch the ball from hand to hand, and and you know has the big don't argue on both sides. Like it's not just he's not one dimensional. It's beautiful to see. Um, and not named Kurt Capewell Lock. Who's got you bricked for the Broncos? Because I know I know you've got a few sprinkling of Panthers all around, <laughs> and you can't seem to uh, let them go. But uh, what's going on in the Broncos? Well, for you? speaking of speaking of the nine, I like Corey Pakes off the bench. Mm. I don't know about as a starting nine, but as like a fourteen off the bench, some spark. 
he's been really great this year. And he and Tyson Gamble may not have the most skill, but they've got the most heart. And that's yeah. what, like, you put talented guys around them, and that's what the team needs. Like, they just try hard on every possession. And this, this Broncos team for a while didn't try very hard. And this was this is what has three in a row, right? Mm, yeah. No, fuck. They, yeah, they gun. They go fucking hard. Um, all right. Well, last thing in the whole back to the future theme that we're going with, um, the Roosters injuries. Speaking of hookers, fucking Sammy Verrills has some of the shittest luck of the last little bit of work that I've seen. It's so tough. Yeah. And the worst part, he's in my draft team. Of course Fucking he is. Hell. Of course <laughs> he is. I'm talking all this shit Always last about week. Matty. I'm talking all this shit last week about, about going four in a row and, and I'm tied to the Cowboys and they're obviously going to beat the shit bloody Kalen and the Pongettes. Like, it, it, was, it was coming up to it and then he breaks his bloody collarbone. Like... Tough, and then you got Darren Lockyer coming back in Connor Watson. It just, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's tough city in the Roosters, and that's the least of their worries. They're still trying to figure out how to get the ball to Teddy and Kiri in the right spots. Is Walker the right guy to do it? Like, fuck me, Guru, give us some sort of parting wisdom. Come down from the clouds, please. Yeah, I, I don't know how to. I'm not sure what to read into the Chooks at the moment. Um, that they have. They have like a couple of sets of six a game where I sit there and I go, oh, okay, that might have been the turning point. And then they get the ball mm. the next set and it's just a shit fight again and you're just going, what the fuck is happening here? Um, mm. I'm not sure if the weekend was the Roosters clicking into gear or if it was the Gold Coast Titans just being the Gold Coast Titans. Um, you know, coming off a game against the Panthers where I thought they really – really own their performance there. They would have been exhausted for it. A game against the Roosters in Mackay was probably their worst nightmare. I thought it was mm. great last week. I think it was Luke Keary had 50 touches of the ball. Sam Walker had about 20. And I think that's how it has to be. I think Luke Keary has yeah. to take control of this side. That, that's the major positive that I take out of that game. But I also just think their middles. Uh, Rhea Hargraves, uh, like... In my mind, I think Robbo went into last season thinking I'm going to start to ease JWH off to get a few more years out of his career. And then mm. all of a sudden, every fucker went down with an injury and JWH went from being probably a 40-minute prop to an 80-minute prop at times. So mm. I just think it's taken so much out of his body. I think takiaho has been great, but he had to play a lot of minutes last year. Lindsay Collins is coming back from an ACL. I just think their middles are struggling uh, a little bit. And I think it's why... Robbo used Angus Crichton through the middle to start the season. So I'm not sure where the Roosters are at. I, I think Parramatta might be arriving at a shocking time for them. I think it would have been nice of them to have a couple of uh, a couple of home runs hit out of the, uh, oh, out of yeah, the court sure. over the next few weeks. But it's such an interesting watch. You just, you just feel like they're a moment away from clicking every week. But I've been waiting eight weeks for it now. It's, it's just getting a bit strange, you know. Yeah, there's there's that question mark that you're like, Robbo is like he's up there with the top three, right? So you, you would think that he's going to get it all to click. But as you said, Crichton's not firing on all cylinders because he's playing out of position. JDBOH is a step slower because he's but not old, but old in rugby league terms mm. and, he's, and he's just got a lot of miles on the body. Um, Locke answers, my guy. We've had the heavens speak. Now we need hell to speak. I have zero answers. <laughs> zero answers. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. It seems like they're slowly starting to find their best 17. Mm-hmm. Like they came into the season 
There was Man, a, they're just like, looking for fucking 17 guys that yeah, can yeah. play football. Like, it's, you know, well, they, as you they say, got, they, they got, got a, more they than got a, 17, man. They got, they got a great team, and they fight besides probably center and hooker. I mm. think the team will stay as it is mm. um, because they just were just trying guys everywhere. Like, Hutch was playing hooker. He was slot in the back row. Like, I think now they've found their best guys. And they can kind of, as, as Guru said, get curious plenty of touches as he wants. Mm, Earn that mm. reported 1.3 million. That I'm not sure how true that is, and um, <laughs> and then slowly walk, slowly work Sam Walker in there. Yeah. Ah oh, man, as we as we say when we touch on the Roosters, they got a fucking uh, what is it? A butcher, a baker, and a bloody candlestick maker. They're just trying to throw fucking <laughs> teams together, and it's just yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Like injury was as I said, who would have thought? Time, relative, constant thing. And we're back at the same topics. What's going on? Rugby league's a beautiful game, isn't it? Fucking hell. All right, well, let's get into team of the week now. Guru, I want you to be as critical as physically possible. I'm going to run through the team of the week, and I want you to tell us where we where we missed. Sure. All right? So in the fullback, we got James Tedesco. On the wings, we got beautiful Billy Sl- I mean, Nick Meany and uh, Ruben Garrick. We've got Val Holmes, the, the absolute god up north. And uh, Luke Garner gets a little bit of a shout out mm. at center after that uh, after that absolute performance. And us uh, and Turbo, I love a good Turbo us. Uh, Cam Munster and Nico Hines are in the halves. Big Nels and Paddy Carrigan are playing prop. Uh, Harry Grant's in at the hooker for us. Papa Lee Isaiah Kind is uh, in the second row with Teague Wilton and Jason the Big Throbber Tamalolo is in the lock. Where did we miss? Mate, I think that team was pretty much exactly what I had. I don't think I went Luke Garner, though. I'm trying to remember who I went in the centers. I definitely had Val Holmes, and my other oh. one was – who did I have? Probably um, Joey Manu. He's always up there. I had Joey Manu. That's who I had. I had mm. Ruben Garrick, and I had Selwyn Cobbo as my other winger. Who, who was your other winger? Uh, Nick Meany and Ruben Nick Garrick. Meany. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that, that was a fair shout. I also had – I squeezed Ben Travojevic into my side there as well. But outside of that, I think I was exactly the same as you guys. How good is IPAP going? He is an absolute maniac at the moment. Oh, man. And and you think he's going to slow down, and he just doesn't. He Mate, just uh, absolutely doesn't. It's not very him, often you see I, someone like him yeah, have a I, breakout I was... season like that and then get halfway near as good as what mm. they were. I would argue he's got mm. better this year. It's incredible. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was a down year for sure. Like I thought yep. it was a down year in the works for sure. But he's come out all guns blazing. Like he went toe to toe with every Panthers forward last week. Yeah, he's and, and out, out bested a few of them. Yeah, he's he's. I think there's a few guys in that para team, and and we love love to rag on para because fuck para. But um, there's Don't a few guys all? in that para team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a few guys yeah. in that in that para team that you can see that like. They're the catalyst that if they don't turn up, then the team won't turn up. And I think IPAP and Clint Gutherson are like the two top guys because yeah. you're always going to get your minutes out of Reed Marnie. Mitch Moses is a fucking freak that I'm pretty sure does coke before every game. Speculation, <laughs> I'm sure, but he's he's nonstop the entire freaking time. Like you, he's just like an energizer bunny out there. And Dill Brown, when he's played in the right position, is like the best, one of the best six, if not the best six ever. Like, yeah. like for the for the season right now. Sorry, I mean, obviously you got your monsters and whatnot up there, but he defend like he gives it both ends, both ends, and and the the, the game 
and uh, I mean, I'm always going to bring it back to myself because that's just who I am. But the game against the Cowboys, the only trial that they score is on his left side when he's not necessarily, he's playing like a floating center role and they bring Cartwright in to, to play down that side with him. Like, you know, the littlest bit of creation, we, we scream nepotism from the bloody rooftops on this podcast when it comes to Jake Arthur and Brad <laughs> Arthur. But it, yeah, it's just, if, if they, those guys aren't clicking, then that's when Para plays down to their competition and that's when they get fucked. Mate, it's going to be very interesting next year. Like, I, like obviously, they're, they're going to misread Marnie Moore because he's a hooker. He's in their spine. He touches the ball every time. But fuck Isaiah Papali is going to leave a massive hole. And granted, they've Huge. got Ryan Madison in the squad. But, mate, Ryan Madison has been so good off the bench for the last month. Like, that's going to leave another massive hole in their bench they have to fill there. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have been saying it to me. It kind of feels like this year or – Maybe Paris in a little bit of curry moving forward. So it's going to be an interesting uh, 20-odd weeks to come for them. Mm, mm. And you've also got the fish swimming around uh, Madison right now as well. There's a few. There's apparently a deal on the table for a few years, 500K per year. So um, I don't know. Like maybe... Maybe you take the money. I heard a uh, I heard a rumor today that there was there was some sort of a function up to, on today up there in Brisbane, and Wayne Bennett was there, and Peter O'Sullivan walked in and handed him an envelope, and he opened it, and apparently Wayne Bennett couldn't stop smiling for the next five or six minutes, but wouldn't tell anyone what it was Fuck about. Off. Yeah, so oh. yeah, apparently they he signed would- someone today. Um, I've got nothing more than that. Could be complete bullshit. Could be huge mayo from. NRL people, but uh, a very interesting one when you consider that every single NRL player is in Brisbane right now where they were. Um, there could have been a contract signed anywhere in that city. It is like a giant game of Cluedo. Who did it in yeah. the library with the candlestick? Like, you would Does have anyone to have think, eyes on Munster? Yeah, you, 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 you would have to think that this weekend they will sign probably five or six guys. Like five or six guys will put pen to paper this weekend just because yeah. they'll be in the same you, location you, essentially. You th- yeah, you think so too. And like Wayne Bennett would is the ultimate man manager. He'd be there wheeling and dealing, like he taking guys out, chops. showing yeah. them the town. Like I, th- I think you're right. I think we'll we'll slowly start to get a picture of the team a lot more after this weekend. Yeah, I mean, and they need that marquee guy. Like everyone's everyone's been saying it. They don't. I mean, as lo- as much as I'd love to say uh, Connolly. Lemelulu or whatever his last name is. That's how long it's been since he's played for the Cowboys. As much as I'd love to see, he's a marquee guy and uh, young man Gilbert, uh, who will miss. Like he's he's been big for our forward pack, but um, yeah, it's um, there's not much doing at the fish right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I was talking to a mate yesterday about it, and uh, he unfortunately he, he made a pretty good point. He sort of said, "Mate, I don't think they've signed anyone yet that the club they signed them from would be desperate to keep." Mm. Like you think about all the guys I got from Melbourne that are good players, but they're all getting older. Like I, yeah. I don't think Melbourne would be desperate to hold on to those guys. Whereas if you were trying to sign Jesse Bromwich three years ago, Melbourne wouldn't have let him go anywhere. Same as Felice nah. Kafusi. I mean, Jermaine Osako, like he's he, he's obviously not wanted. He wasn't wanted at Brisbane. He's ended up at the Titans. He's been shifted all over the place. Like it, it is an interesting way to see it. They've got a few boys from the Cowboys who, uh, you know, Tommy Gilbert's a really solid player, but, They've also gone out and re-signed second rowers. They've gone and signed second rowers from elsewhere, like Leilua. So Man, we got nineteen-year-olds coming through, ready to yeah. pound. So it's uh, yeah, they really haven't signed anyone that I think a club would be like, fuck, we lost out there, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think it was might have been you boys that I was listening to the other day. 
how much is too much for Munster? Like, if you're going to throw the absolute bag at him, you can't take Cap with you. Fucking throw it at him. Like, seriously. But, I mean, you then got to take into account, like, he's already arguably the face or the second face of Melbourne. Would you take the money to be the face of the fish and, and struggle? Yeah, well, mate, that, that, that's what I was saying the other day. I mean, like, we were saying, do you sign him for 1.5? And I'm sort of going, mm. you know what, if I'm the Dolphins, I probably do. And then I think it was Denon said, oh, you know, 1.6 is too much. And I'm like, fuck, if I'm standing there in round one and I don't have Cameron Munster in my team, and am I going to be able to look around that change room and go, oh, thank fuck we saved that extra 100K? <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly At it, what yeah. point are you going to realize that, oh, it was good that we shaved that 100K and now we don't have a marquee guy because we managed to get another three fringe first graders? You know what I mean? Like, I reckon the value that he could get, I mean, once you're signing him for 1.6, what's the fucking difference for signing him for 1.7, you know? If you've got yeah. no other options, yeah. what are you going to spend that 200K on? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's a and bizarre little thought, situation. You would have thought Wayne would have been in the negotiations with Adam as well, and uh, I don't think he's going to make that mistake twice. I mean, mm. granted, he wasn't he wasn't going to be at the club this year, so it didn't really like no egg on his face. But you would have thought that if he's the one saying, oh, "Just give him the extra year and the extra couple hundred k, maybe I'll sign again," then they would have fucking done it. But you see, as you alluded to earlier, you see how well he's going at the Broncos, and the man's only what thirty one. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, get get over yourselves. Yeah, it's uh, mate, it's such an interesting uh, little situation, and I, I really didn't expect, <laughs> I didn't expect either of KP or Reese Walsh to stay at Newcastle and the Warriors. So for them both to stay, the Dolphins must just be sitting there going, "What the fuck are we going to do?" And mate, at the end of the day, in in order to get Munster, they're going to have to get him in twenty twenty four. He's not off contract until the end of next season, so they're going to have to mm. get an early release off Melbourne. Um. Fat chance of that, I think. Well, mate, if I'm Melbourne, I'm going not a hope in hell. He's the best footballer in the comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And I mean, if if they (laughs) if they strike out on Munster, who's next? Like you just slowly start going down the list and you start running out of marquee guys. And mate, if if I'm Melbourne and I'm going, okay, I'm going to give you Munster a year early. What are you going to give me? I'm looking around, going, the only cunts you've got that are decent are we gave to you. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, literally, yeah. Back. Yeah. it's going to be like um, um, semi-pro where they tra- tra- trade him for a um, washing machine. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The Dolphins need all the washing machines they can get. They're fucking <laughs> brand new franchise. Um, but, yeah, I don't see them uh, switching codes briefly. I don't see them doing an NBL and being the uh, Tasmanian Jack Jumpers after uh, after one season. <laughs> That's especially without a marquee guy. And uh, I definitely wouldn't have called Steindl a marquee guy earlier in the year. But, anyway, Lock, Friday footy tip-off. Kick us off, mate. Roll us into the uh, the fantasy update as well, my friend. Well, fantasy update, Matt is not beating me. That is all you yeah, need to know. Yeah, fuck yeah, no, <laughs> never beating you. Uh, Matt, is he's dropped down a little bit. He's five and four. The king is still on top, eight and one. Yeah, so I'm here, but a few injuries this week. I got Pap out. I've got Sewer still out, and I lost... Um, Cam Murray. I lost Cam Murray. lost Cam Murray. So two big guns, Pap and Cam Murray. So might be eight and two next step. Well, I, I mean, it's still nice to have uh, Tedesco, Isaiah, Yo, uh, Jackson Hastings is um, as it as is good. As Maybe a, if you guys drafted like faithful. me, you'd have him too, Matty. How did you? Yeah. Uh, how did you possibly get Teddy and Pappy? Oh, okay. okay. So this story is ridiculous. Now, yeah. I don't know who I want to hear tell the story just quietly. 
no, no, no. I didn't do anything like that. I, I, we did a snake draft. I was the fourth pick, uh-huh. and I took, um, I took Teddy with my first overall, and it was coming all the way back around. And the guy who could have had him and needed a marquee guy in the second round took Jason Saab over him. Manly tragic, and took Saab over Pat. He puts the Hello Sport boys to shame with the amount of manly love yeah. he has. Wow. I tell you, he took so everyone. Everyone let Happy pick. go because they thought he was gonna he was gonna miss time. Yeah, his first round pick was Ruben Garrick, and yeah. he backed that up Every- with Jason Saab. Mate, so, I, I don't know if I'd be bragging about a uh, eight and one record in this comp just quietly. Sounds like you're playing a fucking cardboard. <laughs> oh cutout. wow, he I mean, is was, the weakest oh, link. So what can I say? I yeah, was the I'm, next pick. So well, shout out to you, Big Dick Mick, by the way, for uh, taking Jason Saab. That, I think that's uh, makes it six weeks in a row that we've brought that up. So good work, mate, because it's it's tough. It's real tough on you. But um, I, just quietly, I would have taken Pappy if he was still on the board. But I did have Turbo sitting there, so. Um, you know, I, I was the third pick. I was the next one up. So there's toughies, toughies. <laughs> but, um, yeah, five and four. Again, got hit with the injury bug, okay? I still have pickup of the season. I still got Talakai, all right? Things are still happening. It's, you know, I'm not worried. Xavier Coast didn't score a single try. If he scores twice, I reckon I'll win that. I'll win last week. So, actually, no, I don't because I was versing Nico Hines and that motherfucker had almost 300 points. So, there was no way that I was winning yeah. last week. That was that was tough. So, you know, give me get a little bit of slack up on here. But, um, yeah, fantasy, fantasy is not my friend, okay? I try. I try hard. It doesn't love me back. And what can I say? It's always the way. It is always the well, not for you, Mr. Mr. Four Hundred and Super Coach. You're doing all right. Uh, doing okay, mate. Doing okay. Very early days. Uh it's a bit weird doing well in classic just quietly. Um mm. yeah. I'm sure it'll all turn out like a burning wreck sooner rather than later. I'm actually going for a big pod play this week. I'm bringing in Reese Walsh. What do you reckon? Ooh, Ooh. Ooh, this has been the normal response. I love it. Yeah, if he's, I mean, if he's cheap yeah. enough he can, <laughs> and you can get a bit on him, I guess. But like, fuck. I mean, they call it beers and break evens for a reason, right? Like, if That's you can, right. if you can make some, uh, if you can make a bit of coin off of it, who are you dropping for him? Is it because uh, I've dropping got Tago with everyone else? No, no, no. I'm going to keep Tago. I think that's. Fucking ridiculous to drop him. I'm, I've obviously got money from Pappy, so I'm going to move it to Reese Walsh and then spend that money elsewhere. But it's been nice to get bullied online for the entire week since doing it. So hopefully no one else goes near Reese Walsh and I'm the 2% that hopefully does well with him or uh, I'm going to seriously wear it. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, stay tuned, everybody. Tune in absolutely to, uh, stick to your takes, mate. Beers and break games. Yeah, that's another that's another slogan over here. Stick to your takes. We've stick got, to your takes. I like we, that. We fucking ate some humble pie way too early on Kalen and the Pongettes, and it is oh, – and, and, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did, but we should have fucking stuck to our takes. We had them bottom three. They won those two games. We went, oh, okay, let's, you know, have a little have a little side of dessert of humble pie, and then we were bulimic and threw that shit up. Boys, I had a reasonably sized bet on the Newcastle Knights to get the wooden spoon – at $15, and in about week four, I thought, nah, they're not. They're, they're better than a wooden spoon team, and the Tigers are worse than a wooden spoon team, and then within a week, it all just flipped, and I'd cashed out. So 
on the bright side, I fucking hate money, so that it ha- it hasn't even upset me that much. So it's fine. But, um, <laughs> yeah, one of the great kicks in the dick of all time. I had every fucker in Newcastle message me after week two. I haven't heard from him in the last three weeks. I, I, I can can someone do a check on that town and make sure it's still there. Yeah, let's make sure. I'm sure the I'm sure the boys in what's new in the castle would be uh, would be all over that for sure. And Michael Pride, I'm sure, was sliding into your DMs as well. Far. Right? I was with Michael Pride yesterday, and uh, yeah, Newcastle was not a topic that was up for conversation. Well, no, he was sick on about even last week because he just didn't want to come <laughs> just for and, the rest uh, of the season. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to face the face the music. So I, you know, can't really blame him. Can't really blame him. Uh, also, shout out to about even. Thanks for the follow the other day. We uh, we appreciate. Ah, you so, made it, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, we I don't know it. what I don't know what conversation we came up in, and I don't think I want to know. But um, you know, if the boys ever want to get around, we'll get around. Let's do it. Uh, I've got shit takes as well. They've converted me to a nondescript orange betting app as well. So uh, I mean, let's let's. They don't pay my bills, so I'm not going to name them. But I mean, you you do the math. Um, but um, but yeah, if they yeah. They want to if they want to kick it around. I'll kick it around. I'll Mate, I was uh, we did beers and break evens yesterday morning, and uh, they came in straight after us. So I, I got to watch about twenty minutes of it live. Fuck, it's an unreal little show. Oh it man, is great. I, yeah, <laughs> listening listening to it all all cut up and stuff. I can't imagine what it's like live and and how much dribble gets left on. Well, mate, that, that, that that's the best thing about it. Like when I do beers and break evens and like our podcast on Monday, we 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 never have any breaks. We just go straight through. They sort of have a few mm. transitions and it's the it's the shit that gets sprayed in those two to three minutes that was yeah. just unbelievable. I wonder if there's is, is I wonder if there's any point where they're like, oh fuck, let's maybe not put that in the podcast because we don't want to get there's a few today. There is yeah. a few. <laughs> I would yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, that's what we're here for. That's, that's what we're here it. for. That's what yeah. we love. That's what we're about. All right. Well, let's just do a very I reckon we just do a quick review lock. There's not there's not much to review outside of the fact that I mean, the Broncos fucked everyone's multi. So thanks, Broncos. We appreciate that. However, we should have known. Narrative was there. Adam Reynolds coming back. We should have seen it happening, but none of us could. Um, the Raiders, we don't ever want to talk about the Raiders here. That's disgusting. Uh, Lachlan, is there a game that you want to get to, or are you still of the train of thought that football didn't happen this weekend because the Panthers lost? My team did not play this weekend. We were rare bye. Oh, rare, rare bye. origin bye. Oh, yeah, okay. red bye. Yeah. So, you know. Nice. The Dolphins are already just, in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. They are. It, it, all serious, though, that was probably the game of the round. It was yeah, unbelievable. No, it was. And I was really salty until probably Tuesday. But I've come around a little bit. Now you're salty. Yeah. I'm still not happy with all the sprays. I copped in the DMs with the with the para fans, you know. Wasn't stoked with that. But um, that's the worst part of our uh, of our fantasy yeah. chat guru is that we've got about four para fans in there, and they all just gang up. They they fucking cop it when para lose, and it's great that they've lost a few times this year. But fuck, they are. They're worse had to turn winners the phone than off they are the, losers. I had to turn the phone off last week. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't kind. Yeah, it was that. tough. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was tough for sure. But um, do we do we play anything into the the trainer running in front of Nathan Cleary's kick or, or is it six again play on with that? Mate, I cannot believe the Viliami kick out had the most blatant knock-on of all time and we're talking about a trainer running in front of the sticks. I mean, if it isn't the biggest diversion of all fucking time, then I'm not here. I don't know how they pulled it off. 
Yeah, I don't know either. I love the JT blow up, but this is rugby league. We're better than this. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh man, loved him on the field, love him off the field. Fucking hell. But yeah, I mean, people people will ask me in the week, like, do I care about the trainer? No. Like, if we had won, if Penrith had won on the back of that knock on, I would not have cared. I would have said, yeah. cool, whatever. It's football. Goes the other way. You have to take it. Like, and Cleary wasn't phased. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't think he. Know- I think if he'd seen the trainer, he probably would have stopped his kick. Mm, mm. I'm not sure if you saw, but I shared something on my Instagram page the other day. Um, I was talking to Michael Witt. Do you remember him, the old Parramatta Warriors halfback? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Witty, and he he said that there was a game when he was playing for New Zealand, and they were playing over there, and he had to kick a goal from the sideline. It was against the Roosters during that that period where Brad Fittler was the coach, and they, they won like eight in a row out of nowhere, the Roosters, and they were doing mm, pretty mm. well. And Freddie was being his normal fucking weird ass self and wearing no <laughs> shoes and doing bizarre interviews and picking guys in rogue positions. And he, um, and Freddie used to stand down on the sideline. So when Michael Witt was lining up this kick and it was in the last 10 minutes or so, it was a close game. Freddie told his trainer, um, to run down the sideline and run as close to Michael Witt as he could but pull up just before he got there and you see him sprint down and he gets within about 40 centimetres of wit and he just comes to a complete stop. And Witty didn't, like, he said that he saw the entire thing happen and he was waiting to get bowled over thinking, what the fuck is going on? But he just stayed stayed on the task and kicked it from the sideline. And, yeah, Freddie said to him after, sorry, mate, I just had to do something to try and put you off. Could you imagine if that happened nowadays? Fuck it. Crazy. That would be like, you wouldn't talk about it for two weeks. You'd be suspended. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. That's insane. Far out. Well, I mean, you saw the blow up that happened with the whole uh, interchange last year against yep. Para Penrith. So, whoo, imagine if something like that fucking happened. Well, mate, I, I, I thought the other one that was interesting from last weekend, the Bunnies, they obviously lost their game. But if they would have won their game, they would have lost the two points. The guy that made his debut, Trent Peoples, he actually wasn't approved to play that game. So if the Bunnies would have won, that. Yeah, yeah, far out. They would have got their points taken off mm. them, and that hasn't happened in a very, very long time. I think I think it happened to the Broncos in a Broncos Tigers game a couple of years ago where they um they did their interchange about three seconds early and for a couple of seconds they had fourteen players on the field and they lost their points. Yeah, so it would have been a too, yeah. bizarre little situation. Well, yeah, well, best thing to happen to the bunnies. Adam Reynolds. It going seems to weird Broncos that a professional club could do that. Like <laughs> Yeah, I, I I suppose you have to it's, put it down to COVID and all the shit going on. But it's like it's not like the Bunnies lost eight players to COVID last week and it was chaos. Like um, it is a bit of a bizarre one how that manages to happen. There, there was the other one in the the Warriors game. You and Aitken, he got he got a HIA here to come from the field. He failed his HIA, but because it was a play that got a player sin binned, it was Jesse Ramian. The Warriors were able to activate their. 18th man. 18th man, yeah. But they didn't know. One mm. of the commentators mentioned yeah, it. Jake Duke more, mentioned yeah, mentioned it and it prompted them. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> bizarre. So you get an the 18th <laughs> They're just watching Wait, the what? Fox coverage too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were just going to wear playing with That's... 17 or 16 players uh, until someone mentioned it. Uh, just fucking how on earth uh, staff is someone not mentioning that? To be fair, with the, with the presentation that the Warriors gave on the weekend, <laughs> it is – not surprising that they didn't know that they could fucking put an 18th man out there. That last try, and I'm glad you brought up. I, w- I wouldn't have played game. if I was the 18th man. I would have been like, I'm good. <laughs> that last try where, okay, sorry, Reese Walsh, you got cramps. That I mean, that sucks. And I think it was Pompey that was down as well. Hmm. But 
Nico Hines is not allowed to run past 13 guys, get the ball back four or five times, and then hit the man on the inside to then dive virtually under the sticks untouched. And four guys literally just fall over around him like it's a dance move out of the 1970s. What the fuck is going on there? Mate, oh, I, I thought the worst bit about that play was Britton Okora, like he went into contact in the corner and was just trying to waste time to get a play, to, to then hand the ball over yeah, in the corner. Yeah, and he yeah. was just take, then all of a sudden three guys just fell off him. I think I, I think Reese Walsh got cramps, and I, I I think it was either either Pompey or Valia, one of the two. I don't know what the fuck yeah, happened to him. He just went he, down. He grabbed his throat and fell over. He seemed okay after that, but yeah, it was one of the uh, softer try. It, it, it sort of summed up that game for the Warriors, though. It was just <laughs> you 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 almost want to say it was a day that things just didn't go their way, but fucking everything went their way, and they just didn't make the most of it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, every man and their dog's talking about the clothesline versus the shoulder, like the shoulder to the head. Yeah. And and it was tough, but I mean, probably should have, like, I mean, the first one shouldn't have been a red card, but if, you, if you're going to play the first one a red card, why the hell is the second one not a red card? And I ask you, why are we not going back two weeks and give a Daniel Tupo something as well? Like, yeah. far out. It is mm. ridiculous. It was, yeah. Sunday Sunday afternoon games are sometimes very tough. Mate, it was a very awkward one because <laughs> two weeks ago I had every Warriors fan messaging me about Daniel Tupu and I agree with them. I was like, yeah, you know, it sucks. He should have got sent in. Then this week they're like, fuck, Ramian should have got sent off too. I'm like, yeah, he should have, but you probably should have also scored a try against 12 so, guys. It looked like they had some 11 point out there. The it looked minutes. like, yeah. Mate, that, yeah, that's that what I said tough. on Bloke the other day. When you were, like, when, when you had the angle of just to play the ball – Mate, you would have put your money on the Warriors with shorter player. The Sharks were just rolling through them. It was crazy. Yeah. It got to a point where Craig Fitzgibbon was about to throw a jersey on and go out there for them as well. Like, he would have been handy. Yeah, he would have been. But the craziest thing about the Warriors is that between this week and having 70 put on them, they won a game. Yeah. Like they <laughs> between this and getting killed by the storm, they won. It's yeah. insane. They are, they are the team that you just – Cannot pick. They're going to win this weekend, boys. They're going to win this weekend. I reckon they're going to beat the Bunnies this week. Was over the Bunnies, he reckons. All right. Well, huge upset. Let's get into the Magic Round preview, and I want to get to my very atrocious bet. I back it, of course, otherwise I wouldn't have put it down, but I'm ready for the spray. So before we get into the preview, I want to get into that. So I haven't hit every team, but I've hit majority of them. All right. So I've got Newcastle. Over the dogs, it's it's time. It's about fucking time, okay. And the fact that this Newcastle is a spoon are, bowl too, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It fucking is a spoon bowl. But it is it is about fucking time that Newcastle got one up. Um, I've also got Brisbane over Manly. Sorry, future friends. Hello, sport. But uh, I mean, Manly thirteen sucks. We've been saying it all year. Uh, we've I've got South thirteen plus. I've got the Titans going down to the Dragons, 1-12. to 12. So, Dragons 1-12. to 12. Sharkies getting up over the Raiders. And, you know, um, I'm a faithful. So, Cowboys 13-plus over the Tigers. That, my friends, is like is $137 odds. And I don't think it's that outrageous for $137. Bucks. Where, where have I gone wrong? Tell me. Souths will lose. 
Well, okay. Well, yeah, you said South will lose a second ago, but you, you seriously reckon the Wise are going to get up over the Bunnies? <laughs> I really do, yeah. I think that South Sydney, they've really battled the last few weeks, and I think losing Cam Murray is going to be such a huge loss for them. He's the only guy that gets any fucking momentum through that side. I'm hearing that Blake Taft's going to be out as well, so that moves AJ to fullback, which that just stifles their attack even more for me. I love AJ, but I don't think he's a fullback. And then, mate, you got this Warriors side. Like, they've been awful the last few weeks, don't get me wrong, but I just think that you put a South Sydney side that's already struggling for metres without Cam Murray against a Warriors pack with Tohu Harris back in it, AFB and Matt Lodge coming off the most embarrassing week of their fucking career. I reckon they're going to have a really big bounce back this week, and it's part of the reason why I'm going um, Reese Walsh. is a bit of a pod play. He plays round 13 as well, which helps. But, yeah, I, I think they're really good value, mate. I think the start is 10 and a half. Um, I would be all over that for the Warriors. Yeah, right. Well, I may have to do some Because he talked you out of it? Yeah, I may have to do some I mean, mate, in, the <laughs> in saying that, I'm, I'm still betting on a team that has conceded 70 points three weeks ago and didn't score a try without 12. I just think that they are going to have a big bounce back. And, it, you know, just, just little things. I was having a look at their um, Instagram today. They were running around, you know, diving around in the water, having the time of their life. I don't think they're overly mm. concerned by it. I don't think they've been tarnished by it. I, I I just got a feeling that South Sydney, they're a little bit off the pace at the moment. And um, yeah, I think the Warriors will be able to get them. I think Tohu Harris comes back in at the perfect time. He's sort of there. He's their equivalent of a Dale Finucane. And I think coming off a yeah. big loss like that, I, I think he's going to make a huge difference. Mm, mm. Speaking of the Warriors Instagram, Best Instagram in fucking NRL. Best media team in the NRL for sure. And it ain't close. They are no, so it's fucking not even good. close. Yeah. Like we we've got old mate over the pond, Sealy Talk Sport, and he's he's rearing their shit all the time. And he's got that beautiful sub podcast that he's got going on talking to the Wise Boys. It like they have the best media team of all time. Of all time. And it's their current I remember a few weeks ago when they announced the uh, those those black ultimate jerseys, and they brought the PS2. Yeah, the PS2 sound. Yeah. Like, oh, that tickled me. That tickled me so much. I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> I even I dusted mine off. I got it out. <laughs> the graphics are atrocious, but tell you, nostalgia. It was beautiful. Nah, they they they, they seem to have something every two or three weeks. The Warriors it just blows me away content wise. Even um, I loved a few weeks ago. Just a small thing, but I loved when Sean Johnson got on after a win and, you know, they're, they're not having many wins, so they're probably not in a place to be bragging, but he did like the Tom Brady Gronk sort of video after their win. Yeah. And I just thought, <laughs> yeah. that's fucking unreal. Like, why not enjoy wins, enjoy yourselves? Oh, I think it's fucking great. I think Parramatta's doing a pretty good job with their socials at the moment too. I think Bocco's in charge over there and he's doing re- really good things with them. And um, it's good to see the Warriors have just leveled up and everyone's going to have to follow them very quickly. Yeah, for sure. All right, look, get into your magic previews, my guy. Where we we've got an idea of where I'm going now. Where are you going, my fella? I think the dogs probably beat the knights. <laughs> I think the, I think the dogs have showed some fight, man. I don't know that they, they they grit, they grind. These knights you can't, can't, you can't back me once, can you? You can't just can't, fucking no, have my back no. once. You, you got to zag, zag every single time, <laughs> every fucking time. I, I think the dogs will get up, man. Like the knights have looked tough. Kalen Ponga played all right in the first half last week. Didn't mean anything. And even if he plays well against the dogs, I think they can just fight it out for eighty. I'm not going to watch 
probably too much of this game. It might be a bit tough, but yeah, your dogs get up. No, nah, you're faithful. You'll watch. I believe it. I probably will. I, I am believe it. For rugby this, is, this is one of those games that our phones are on loud, though. They're not just on vibrate. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Know, if a phone call does come in, I'm happy to take it. But uh, the game the game will be on. Also, the misses out. So all games will be on. And uh, <laughs> tequilas will be pounded. Um, Friday footy tip off, my guy. Eagles, Broncos. Uh, I'm going to go the Ponies. You're up one on me. You've got seven. It's seven six, but I think the scores are a little, a little skewed. Are you going uh, ponies or birds? Before last week's effort, I probably would have gone to eagles, but the Broncos look good. I'll back you on this one. Oh, you just don't want to relinquish your lead right now. That's all, it is. <laughs> That's all strategic. That's all it fucking is. <laughs> even though, even though it's an Eagles home game. You're going to you take the ponies with me? Yeah, I'll sure? take the Eagles at home at Suncorp. Yeah, that works out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Garino, what, um, what do you see for this one, the Eagles and ponies? Boys, I <sighs> – Eagles and ponies. Um, I'm thinking the Eagles at the moment, guys. Yeah, right. Mm, fair, fair. Suggs, where are you going? Wise Rabbits. It's it's hard to go past a team that's had seventy put on them in the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to zag. Sorry, Garino. I'm gonna go south. Uh, you will be. Plus. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'll be sorry. <laughs> All right, Titans drags. Surely, um, surely the dragons get up on this. You, you're backing me. Yeah, up. Uh, the the Titans haven't looked great at all. Yeah. Like, they got what are we, what are we making of the uh, of the confusion around Foran's contract? Is it seven fifty? Is it four hundred? What's the what's no? The it's uh, it's three fifty or four hundred. I, I don't know what the fuck happened the other day. We we're about to record, and Denon said seven fifty, and I said, "Isn't it three fifty? And he went, "No, no, no, it's seven fifty. They paid overs." And I was like, "Oh, well, I'm, with all due respect to the Titans, the shoe fucking fits. That wouldn't shock anyone yeah, in the slightest." Yeah. So I didn't even push back on it. I was like, "Yeah, okay, they, they oh fuck, it doesn't surprise me that the Titans have paid overs." For a guy yeah. that's coming to the end of his career, like fuck. So yeah, we sort of ran with it, and then um, yeah, that 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 was a bed shit on our behalf. We don't make too many of them though, so uh, we can wear that one. I was actually sorry, I was a little bit distracted, then boys. I was just throwing together a uh, same game multi for you for the weekend. But yes, I am going to take. Are we up to the dragons game? Yes, yeah. dragons hit us up. Yeah, I'm going to take the dragons in that one. Um, I feel like I'm constantly waiting for the Titans to bounce back and it's going to cost me a game at some point. But uh, I like the Dragons. I think they're better than what people um, think they are. And $1.80 for the Dragons, I really like that. Yeah, we like the Dragons here too. And uh, I'm not a big Ben Hunt fan. I was in 2015 when he dropped the ball for us. That was great. Thank you for playing for the Cowboys for 10 seconds there. But, um, yeah, he's been playing out of his fucking mind. He's like, I don't know where this form has come from. And... uh, with all these young guys around him, he's just, he, you know, father time has been kind to him. So we love to see that. And, I, yeah, I just think that he he's going to romp these Titans, surely. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Toby Sexton needs a few weeks off too. Yeah. He just needs a few weeks to just kind of recalibrate. He's had a few a few howlers, but they don't have a backup halfback. Like yeah. Will Smith's pretty much their backup halfback. They've got yeah, uh, no, they've got Tana Boyd on the bench as well that they that they, they oh, could true, use. Yeah. They have got options, but mate, I, I, I sort of I don't know whether you give him a few weeks off or if you just keep um, backing him in. It's it's a tough situation because giving him a couple of weeks off, I, I don't know if he's going to get much advantage out of it. To be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. it's a but but you know 
you could keep playing him for the next six, six weeks and he could get pounded into the ground and it all goes to shit as well. So, and this was, this is why I couldn't understand why they didn't have an experienced guy standing next to him. It's just, a, it just feels like Ash Taylor all over again. It's like they haven't fucking learned anything, you know? Yeah. And, and just quietly, pull one out for Ash Taylor. That was tough. We didn't really touch on it on the pod, but tough to see his retirement come so quickly. Um, it, hopefully, like, there's, I don't know. Hopefully, he finds himself in a capacity where he can you know, get to coaching, or because or, he's got such a mind for the game, and you could see that it just yep. a lot of the a lot of the pieces around him just weren't good enough to to help with his game. Mate, so, it's um, so important what system you come into in first grade. Hundred like, percent. I, I, I like fuck, I, I look at Sam Walker. And we're all praising him how good he is. Man, if he was at the Titans, everyone would be saying how shit Sam Walker is right oh, now. Oh, for sure. Like it's for sure. A, yeah. And if Ash Taylor would have arrived at the Roosters when Mitchell Pierce did, uh, mate, he 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 would have been an absolute weapon. Ash Taylor. It's mm. just timing and and where you land. It's unfortunate for him. Mm, mm, for sure. All right, Lachlan. I was I was padding for you. I was ad libbing. Storm Panthers. Now. <laughs> Penis away. Stop being bricked. The, the game of the round again. Penis back to back. <laughs> well, I don't know. We've got a repeat of the 2005 grand final that uh, will be an absolute barnstormer and probably the result that it should have been in 2005. Thank you, Benji Marshall. But, um, you know, is what it is. I'm not, I'm not salty. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, I, I probably think Penrith get up here. But, I mean, man... <laughs> Um, I think Melbourne with Pappy are a lot scarier than without him. I still think yeah. they're going to put up a hell of a fight. They play good at Suncorp. Uh, this is going to be a – like, I can't wait to stay – like, I, this is the game I wish I was watching, obviously my team. But I think just in person, these guys are just going to – they're going to go hard for 80 minutes. Like, the last mm. time they played was that prelim. And if yeah. they can uh, – yeah, the prelim, yeah. If they can match that intensity, Jesus. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fucking tough, Garino. Where you where you leaning with this one? Um, I think this will be a really interesting one because, and I, I think it's great that it's landed on Magic Round. I think it's awesome, but I think this will be the apex of the worst time you will see Suncorp Stadium as far as a field goes. It's meant to yeah. it's meant to be sunny on Sunday, so in, leading into Saturday, mate, I, I saw a picture of it today. It already looks like a fucking lake up there. You're going to have one, two, three, four. You're going to have four games uh, before this one in 24 hours leading up to it. Uh, it's disappointing. It's going to be played on this surface, but it will be wet. Uh, it's going to be a pretty slow game through the middle. So for me, I look around the room and I go, okay, who's got the best kicking game? And uh, Nathan Cleary for me. So I think he's going to really test yeah. out young Nick Meany, who hasn't played there much um, over the last few years uh, in the rain. Very tough gig. So, mate, I'm taking the Panthers with Pappy. Uh, might be a different story. I wouldn't be as confident, but I'm pretty sure the Panthers get the job done. I also think this is going to be a real grinding sort of game, a close one. Mm. The Melbourne Storm haven't played in the wet at all this year, and I think a lot of their games, points have come very easily, and I'm not sure if they're going to be mm. battle-hardened enough for a contest like this. So Penrith, uh, 1-12 to for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I back, I back your point. The last few weeks has just been have been easy for him, and the Candyman has been able to just have his way. But I don't. I think a guy like Jerome Luai is going to be in his fucking ear the entire time. Yep. Uh, and you know, I'd love to see how uh, sober Cam Munster 
uh, replies to that, which would be <laughs> which would be good. Also, good luck to him staying sober over Magic Ground. Fucking hell, that's going to be what a knock. Be big toughies. Oh, yeah. Big at toughies. least he plays on the Saturday night. If he played early, it might be a bit sketchy. If he was done <laughs> on the Friday, had the weekend to himself. Packing the jeans first, boys. Packing the jeans first. Yeah. Mate, right, how uh, good was that content today? They are oh, <laughs> they're next level. They're they're fucking fantastic. Ice is Ice is on another one right now. Um Sharks V Raiders lock. Where are you leaning with this one? And why is it the Sharks? It is not only the Sharks, it's Sharks thirteen plus. Yeah. They, no. Even if it's they've shown they they can play in the wet, they can play in the dry. I think it gives Nico Hines superpowers when it rains, so maybe he'll go <laughs> off again this week. But yeah, clear, clearly Sharks in for a big one. Wet well, and in the one. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was just about to say in yeah. the one jersey, Nico Hine has won his last 14 games in a row in the one jersey. Yeah, you can fuck off with that stat. That's insane. Yeah, That's crazy. So, Come on, man. That's almost as good as Penrith's home win streak. Oh, wait. Hold on. Is that <laughs> is that still intact? Is that, is that all right? Cute little bit of I'm history. Huh? Why it's not still intact. I'm telling you, bro, the Sherpa is helping us up Mount Everest of the top four, and we are, we are still taking Sherpa applications, ladies and gentlemen, so please jump on. We need our own Sherpa. Um, but yeah, I'm telling you, the Sherpa is is taking us up the mountain, and us cowboys, we're knocking on those pussies' door. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Um, all right, Roosters, Eels. Look, what a coin flip game! I think this is the coin flip game of the round. That's not the spoon bowl, surely. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Eels in this one. I'm far from confident on it, uh, but I just think Parramatta, they'll be – it's the sort of game that makes sense for Parramatta to lose, though. They got up really mm. high for it last week. They seem to beat up on the bottom teams, always beat the very top teams, but it seems to be those number three to about number six that the Parramatta Eels tend to struggle with over the years. Mm-hmm. So uh, this wouldn't shock me if Parramatta lose this one, but I would be taking them. I just don't think the Roosters have sorted themselves out yet, and I think that they were – Lucky they were playing the Gold Coast Titans last week. I love the parallels of three to six because uh, they're obviously in that. Yeah, and they're always world. fucking one of them as well. Yeah, and yeah, and they can't look at themselves yeah, in the yeah. fucking mirror. That's the tough. <laughs> that's the tough part. Like yeah. fucking no, I've yeah. Some of the heads on that team too. I don't know if I'll be looking at. It. I mean, I love you all. Please don't run it at me. I'm too small for that. Thank you very much, Lachlan. Roosters, Eels. Where are you going? I saw you kept this one out of your multi. Is this the one you're most concerned about? I kept this and I kept Storm Panthers out because I just I couldn't I couldn't flip them. I just if uh, it would have added to odds, which would have been lovely. It would have made my uh, my punt a little bit nicer. But um, yeah, I can't. I personally don't know where either of them are going to go. It's uh, as Garino said, like it's Eels could get up. And it's and it's a game that they probably should get up on because they've arguably got the form going in. However, you can never count the Roosters out, and you can never you can never not count for an Eels shit show. So, yeah, Locke, come on, bro, where are you going? Yeah, you know, th- it hurts me to say, but I think I have to back the Eels in. <laughs> I think they've got the form. I know, I know. It's I did all my up then, but I think they've got the form going in. The Roosters are all over the place. Um, and their forward pack just looks unstoppable the way it's going the Eels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they will if if the Roosters forwards are not up for this, they are in for a world of hurt on Sunday night. 
Yeah, true. Hopefully we get a, a bit of a fountain of youth game from JWH and he uh, gets up and, and gets in the face of some of the people and, and, and throws throws a bit of throws a bit of mud on their face. Uh, we, we love a little hold down every now and then in the tackle. All right, well, last game. And, I mean, we can blitz through this because we're all going to say Cowboys 13 plus, right? Because it's, you know, it's the You only get two minutes rematch. to talk about the Cowboys, mate. You know the rule. <laughs> oh, you went from five minutes to two minutes. Come on, man. Like, yeah, I mean, trust, trust me, I'll still get off in two minutes. Don't worry about it. But uh, it's uh, – what, what, what can't you love about Scott Drinkwater, uh, Peter Hiku, Val Holmes? And and Vinny Chase, Chad Townsend, just absolutely Chase. getting the boys, getting the boys around the, getting the boys around the pack. Like he is, and I'll, this will be egg on my face, Guru. I did say it's going to be tough mm-hmm. because I haven't seen him play a full season where I can be like, yeah, cool. I want him at the Cowboys. I want him for my team. I want him fucking taking the reins. You haven't seen that since. That Sharks Premiership, probably. Mate, and- I, when he signed with the Warriors last year, I went on this big fucking speech about how experienced halves matters and he's the guy that they need. It'll be a great signing. And everyone said, you're a fucking idiot. And then he arrived there and he went like a busted asshole. And I sort of went, oh, okay, I was a fucking idiot. What a bad signing for the Cowboys. And now I sit here every week giving the same speech I tried to give about the Warriors, but then didn't back it in when he arrived at the Cowboys. He's just killing it. You're a team early. And that's okay. That's fine. We've all, We've been, all been accused of being a little early every now and then, <laughs> and it's it's fine. They've got medication for that. Again, they don't pay my bills, so nondescript at you can do what you need to do. <laughs> go where you need to go. And when we get those promo codes, we'll give them to you. <laughs> but until then, Cowboys, bruh, 13 plus. Is there any more to fucking say? I don't care how good Jackson Hastings is going. We've got a better halves pairing. Luke Brooks who? Let's go. I've got uh, I've got the Cowboys winning this one one to twelve. I think the wet weather and the Tigers just being a little bit more resilient than what people give them credit for. I think they will hang in there. I think the Cowboys will be too good. That's the last leg of my multi. Did you want to hear the rest of it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Hit us. All right. So this weekend, I've got my New Zealand Warriors. I think they're going to win. I'm going to take them one to twelve. I think they will win. I think it'll be close. So I've got Warriors one to twelve. I've got Nico Hines as an anytime try scorer playing fullback. He's at two dollars forty. I think that is huge fucking value That's against huge, the huge Raiders. Money. Then I've got the Penrith Panthers one to twelve in a close game in the wet there. Nathan Cleary kicking them to a W. And then I've got the Cowboys one to twelve, a uh, hundred and two dollars for that multi there, boys. Obviously the Warriors they're at about five dollars one to twelve. That's where I get most of my value there. But I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by the Wars this weekend. Okay, maybe I'll have to throw a little sneaky on on the side of my. I'm slowly getting talked into. Goes it, off, the conviction fine. you've got is talking me into it, Guru. Yeah, he says it with chest. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely says it with chest. If you're not the champ, pretend you are, boys. Yeah, yeah. I've been pretending I've for heard, a very long time. I've, yeah. I've heard Lachlan talk about him being the fantasy champ for long enough, so it's nice to have another champ on the show. Thank you very much. Um, Lachlan, if you don't back the Cowboys right now, I'm driving to your house and beating Yeah, you. I've got to go Cowboys, <laughs> even though, you know what, I'll back them, I'll tip them, but if they lose, not the end of my world. I think I'll be all right. End of my world. I will be in the fetal <laughs> position just like I was in 2005. Fuck yeah, it'll be It'll be big toughies. All right, well, end-ish of the show. We do have a couple of questions that the fans sent in, Guru, if you've got the time. We yeah, boys, like let's go. Spin it. Yep. Um, I'll go first, then lock, you know, we'll tic-tac-toe, we'll zig, we'll zag, we'll do what we got to do. So, Guru, should the Roosters move on from Kiri and lock down Sam Walker as their half of the future? 
Uh, no, I wouldn't be moving Kiri on just yet. I think that Kiri will retire a rooster, and I think he should. Uh, I don't think you make career-defining decisions nine games into a ACL recovery after they've won three premierships. So I'd be holding on to mm. Kiri, and I think that if you let Kiri go, uh, you'll do more damage to Sam Walker personally. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think he just still needs that experience there, and there's not – there's not an as experienced half on the market that if you're gonna that, that's gonna help. That's really gonna help. I what what more experienced halfback could you get realistically? Vinny Chase, mate. Chad Townsend. <laughs> Fucking don't worry about that. He's busy. Vinny Chase. Is Vinny, Vinny Chase, Chase not the roguish choice of fucking character? Yeah, we, we talk oh, about this so all the time. Like, it's so he's, good. he's not even a top five character in his own show. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's so strange. <laughs> Vinny Chase wouldn't be Vinny Chase's favorite fucking character no, in that show. No, it's, no, it's, no, oh, it's yeah. incredible. It's yeah, but that's why we love Chatty. That's why. <laughs> okay, no. And the fact that the boys uh, at Hello Sport stumbled across that, fuck me, that is oh. that made my. I remember vividly listening to that at the gym, and I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" I stopped. <laughs> I stopped mid rep. Jumped on the Cowboys website and saw it for myself and went, you <laughs> are joking. <laughs> joking. Fucking bizarre. Yeah. Mm. Tough. All right, yeah. Locke, hit him with the second one. Um, with the news of Cody Nick Garuma signing with South, how of a difference do you think he'll make to the end of season? Uh, I think he's going to be handy to have. I think Nick Arima is worth having in any football team. Uh, anyone could have signed him, and I would have said it's a good get. He can cover nine. He can cover six, seven. If you're desperate, he could cover one. He's an experienced guy. Um, I just uh, – I, I really like the signing. I don't know where he plays for South. I heard um, a uh, JD come out the other day and say he wouldn't play hooker. So that means either seven or six, and I'm hearing that he's a little bit worried that Ilias won't be able to see out the season or he might need a couple of spells here and there. Uh, so mm-hmm. Nick Arima could come in there. I just always think about a world where if Cody Walker was to get injured, um, they just don't have any X factor and they really desperately mm-hmm. need it, South City, and that's where I think Nick Arima could come in handy. Um, do they need Nick Arima? I don't think so, but fuck, it's worth having him. It is, but it also, like for me... Alarm bells are slowly starting to go off. Yep. It, like what what happened toward the back end of, of the things at the Broncos there? What happened at the back end? Like what happened with the wires? Why are we only there for a few months? Like there's there's a couple of things that – and I know that they have a bunch of half depth, but like you go out and take Dejan Arcee and trust me, Dejan Mustard, Arseman, love him. Cowboy, I'm about it, all right? But you go out and sign the Arseman to then – give up Nick Arima, like it's just it's just question mark city for me and there's a few whoop whoop whoops going off in the background for sure. Yeah, I I think well I, I know for a fact that about halfway through last year Nick Arima fell out of favor there at the New Zealand Warriors. I'm not exactly um sure why. I think when you look at the exit out of Brisbane, I mean they spent three years playing him as a halfback next to Anthony Milford. He was never mm. he was never utilized properly. Uh and mm. you know mm. you can blame that on Nick Arima but you know, I, I wouldn't buy Chad Townsend and try and use him as Cody Walker. It just makes no fucking nah. sense. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, he wasn't fair. utilized in the right way there, in my opinion. Uh, the Warriors, he's gone over there. It hasn't gone overly well, but I also think the Warriors fucked around with him playing him at a seven, a six, a nine. Like they just, they just, you, you someone's just got to pick a jersey with Nick Arima and stick with him. Personally, 
Uh, I think he'll be at the Dolphins next year. I'm pretty confident that he will be. So he's got a one-year option in his favor with South Sydney. I can't see him taking that. I think he will end up at the Dolphins. Uh, I I look back to the All-Stars game at the start of the year. He played halfback in that game. I thought he was the best player on the field. So I still think he's got mm-hmm. plenty more to offer. I understand where you're coming from with the uh, red flags, but he left Brisbane. It was a shit fight. He wasn't utilized properly, and the Warriors have been away from home from two years. Phil Gould's left. Peter O'Sullivan's left. The guys that signed him, Todd Payton as well, they've all left. So uh, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I will admit I have always been a sneaky Cody Nicarima fan, so I potentially am a little bit biased there. That's okay. Stick to your takes. That's what we say. Stick to your fucking <laughs> takes. That's fine. All right. Next question. Which of the bottom four teams do you think is most likely to turn it around? Now, if you need a little bit of a refresher, you've got the Knights, the Dogs, the Titans, and the Tigers going from bottom up. Who do you think turns it around? Uh, Tigers for me. I think they'll end yeah. up the best out of those. I think the other three teams will be the bottom four. Um Yeah, I, I, I tip Titans and Knights to be bottom four teams at the start of the season and Boys, I couldn't believe how much fucking pushback I got. I could not fucking mm. believe it. You Titans know? fans came out of nowhere. Oh, bro, yeah. fucking Titans fans. I didn't like, know they had fans. They're like, we're, we're a top eight team. I'm like, you you lost four more games than you won last year. Yeah. Like, yes, you You're were a top, a top eight, eight team, team, but you were the worst top eight team to ever yeah. exist, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Still a top eight team, though. So That's the, yeah, I thought it was <laughs> fucking bizarre. And you, all That's you the banner is, that they hang up in Seabus Stadium right there. Yeah. Like it just made the top eight. Fucking, well, yeah. And you just like, oh, your, your halfback, your most experienced player, and he's not even that fucking experienced. He was the captain. He was the captain. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Tigers, I think the Tigers will probably, I think losing those first, what was it, five games in a row, um, mm. I don't know if they'll be able to play finals footy off the back of that because I don't think, I mean, the, the only team that I can see falling out of the top eight as it stands right now is the Broncos. Um, so I just don't think that the Tigers are going to be able to rope in the three extra wins that they've given to the Broncos and the two or three extra wins they've given to all the teams above them. I think they'll finish about ninth or tenth around that mark. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Oh, fuck. I hate to give any kind of raps to the Western Australia Tigers, but I mean, yeah, I think out of all of those teams, it is, uh, it's, it's pretty evident that they will be the ones to turn around because like we've said it before, we'll say it again. And you know, we're a broken record here. Jackson Hastings, the, the maturity that he got and the humility that he got from that stint over in England has just made him such a better man and such a better footballer. It's, yeah, it's just so good to see it. It's good to see success stories. And, and Locke had this fantastic idea that we should do kind of like what the EPL does and have and have loans over to mm. over to England because that would just help guys like Sexton, guys like Jake Arthur, who were certainly not a fucking half in the NRL, that just go over there, get some hair on your chest, come back, and then do your thing. Okay, do it nice and young. Well, well, it's interesting. It's not so much a loan deal, but it kind of is. Uh, the Manly Seagulls, they've sent Cade Cust over to Wigan, and in his contract yeah. it says that if he's to come back, he can only sign with the Manly Seagulls. That's so. the weirdest clause I've seen in a contract. No, well, mate, it, it, it's essentially a loan deal without calling it a loan deal, yeah. realistically. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, but, mate, I remember talking to Jacko two years ago. He hadn't signed with an NRL club yet, and he was he was so keen to come back, and he was he was so well prepared. He was so ready. He signed with the Tigers, and we were talking, you know, every few weeks or so. I just sort of said congrats, and then he jumped on the podcast again, and off mic I sort of said to him, 
mate, do you know where you've signed? Like, this is going to be a tough fucking gig. And mm. he he went, oh, don't worry, I've I've seen worse. And you know what? He had seen worse over in England. Um, mm. I don't know if you know the story, but the team that he signed with, they were about to get relegated. Is just yeah. Well, just mate, they they, they were about to get uh, relegated. They were like a dollar ten. I think they had to win seven out of their last eight games. They won eight of them, and I think Jacko got man of the match in all of them. Um, mm. At the end of that season. The big clubs all tried to sign him. He turned them down because he thought that he owed Salford something. Um, they were wooden spoon favourites and they lost the grand final and he won the player of the comp. So, But I remember him saying to me, I've, I've been in worse situations and I sort of went, oh, I'm sure you have, but, mate, the Tigers are really shit and they are so dysfunctional it's not even funny. And he just sort of said, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. I'll be okay. It'll be fine. He's just He's wow. just had so much confidence about the whole thing the entire time, it's it's been so impressive. Yeah, fuck. Well, full credit to him. Far yeah. out. That's it was That's awesome insane. seeing him and DCE have a little chat after the game too on the weekend. And then him pulling everything. the pads off the sticks. Oh, class. Yeah. All class. Yeah, and yeah, it's good to good to see. Yeah, and mate, I, even two years ago when I asked him about the DCE thing, he flat out said, "Oh, I was a dickhead," and that's it. I was a dickhead yeah. in the situation. I was young. I was immature. I've learned from it. I'm a better bloke now. And, um, yeah, it is what it is. So, you know, like, and that was two years ago. You know, that's the scary thing about Jacko. I think he's 26. So when all this was happening, he was 23 years old. I don't know about you boys. When I was 23, I couldn't handle any fucking adversity in any way, shape, or form, let alone the Australian. Mm. I don't, I don't if I can still. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I still can't <laughs> yeah. today. So yeah. don't worry about that. Full credit that. to him, yeah. No, Full credit. He's done very well. All right, well, Lock, hit the last question. It's already kind of been answered, but, I mean, just get it anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, the last question was literally who are you going to tip out of Panthers or Storm, but obviously you touched on up the riff, so great answer. Yeah, Penrith 1-12, to 12, boys. Penrith 1-12. to 12. All right, well, thank you, Garino. We really appreciate you coming on, my friend. It was, uh, look, it was fun last time. It was fun this time. Speaking of Jack Hastings. We've grown, he's grown, everyone's growing, okay? So let's just keep keep growing, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I apologize to our beautiful friends over at the Cover AU. We forgot to pray at the beginning of this, so I would just like us all to bow our heads now and pray. Praise be on to those at the Cover AU. They do fantastic stuff over there. They share our stuff. They uh, get our articles out there. Toby's always doing his thing. Um, we beat the boys at the Daily Dribble. Up the Kings. Fuck the jack jumpers. Sorry, boys, but uh, it is what it is. Get the brooms out. Um, we will be on their pod this week, so please tune into that. Uh, praise be on to them. Praise be on to the doc guy. Praise be on to the socials guy. Praise be on to you, Locke. Praise be on to me. And praise be on to Guru. Praise Amen. Be on to you, Matt. Praise, boys. Lovely. Amen. All right. Well, thanks, mate. And uh, we look forward to the next catch up. <laughs> thanks, boys. Appreciate your time.